In this episode of The Full Nerd, the best ray tracing card ever, and even more benchmarking controversy. At least. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 72. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. And special guest, Melissa Riofrio. Hi, Internet. And, of course, Adam Patrick Murray, controlling the vertical and horizontal. We're going to ignore what he's going to say because he's going to try to take us off course, I bet. I right? am not going to derail. I'm what? just going to note that, hey, if you hear loud banging again, like during the intro, just know that uh, they're not here to uh, to pound down the door and get uh, our, rents. Uh, yeah, our rent checks. Uh, they, they are doing construction right outside this uh, studio. So pardon the, the noise, but hopefully it'll kept, be kept to a minimum. Well, I'm That's really three surprised. weeks in a row. Are they being paid by the government or something? <laughs> you know how how many times can you paint one wall white? You know that's yeah. that's the question. Well, they have to have somebody else come in to do the primer coat, and then somebody else uh, do the, yeah. the white coat. That makes sense. Don't forget the inspectors. There's an inspector. And then the CD comes in with the hands out. <laughs> got a permit for that? Yeah, we got the permit right here for paint. Yeah, you got it for paint. You didn't give it the primer coat. Oh, oh. And so now you strip. You got to strip all the paint off. Put the primer coat back. On. <laughs> that's exactly how things are done in the city of San Francisco. Uh, and I can tell you this That's, because obviously they didn't inspect that whatever the the billion dollar transit. Stu- uh, oh well, yeah, didn't that didn't terminal. that just reopen or are they going to reopen it next they Monday? They reopened or Fremont Street. Oh okay. And they've shored up the cracked beams. <clears throat> so people don't understand it. What we did was we built a San billion Francisco dollars News. bus station. I'm not even kidding. It's a it's billion beautiful. dollar it's bus station. Yes. One billion dollars with a B. And apparently they didn't inspect the steel, so it's cracking already. And it's just like after two weeks of being open. <laughs> yeah. Good job there. Well, see, I think the thing is, is that it was probably already cracked, right? Or do you think it cracked from, well, from the use of being open? We don't know whether they inspected it. All we know is that the cracks appeared shortly after it opened. And by the way, everyone, it's American steel. Yeah. America. Yep. We, we did it. We did America. it our own way. But <laughs> I know, I know. I've inspected a couple of different GeForce RTX 2070s, though. Oh, oh yes, that's what I want to talk about. So, I, nice. Brad, I'm sorry, I've been busy doing other things this morning, so I haven't even read the reviews. What? How I did you? read Kyle's yesterday to kind of get a preview of it. <laughs> Kyle, you know, oh, you're over stabbing me in the heart. Going sorry, on. I just. <laughs> I read Kyle's too yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You got to read mine as well. So yeah, I've actually got two reviews up at PCWorld.com. One of the Founders Edition which only a handful of sites actually got sampled that were one of them, $600. I also have a review of the $550 EVGA RTX 2070 XC. Wow. And basically, if I'm going to TLDR it, uh, if you already own like a high-end GTX 1080 or a Vega card or anything like that, there's no reason to upgrade, but the RTX 2070 is faster than the GTX 1080. Uh, cards will actually be available for less than the Founders Edition, starting at five hundred bucks. The EVGA one I uh, reviewed is five hundred and fifty bucks, and they include all the ray tracing and AI technology. So, this is the first uh, RTX launch that I think I can clearly say, you know, if you're in the market for a five hundred dollar graphics card right now and don't already own one, it's the way to go. Really, actually, yeah. so actually, I recommend. Would, I would buy it. So I you know, of course, we always have to factor price into this because five hundred. I'm actually. Did you say five fifty or five? The one I have is uh, five fifty. It's the EVGA 
uh, RTX 2070 XC, so it comes with a factory overclock and a nice ICX cooling design uh, without all the sensors and stuff. It's 550 bucks. I saw like uh, Jay, Jay's Two Cents had a $500 version that didn't come with an overclock. Uh, all these cards are launching tomorrow at these prices. Oh. Uh, so, whereas with the 2080 and the 2080 Ti, you know, NVIDIA said, hey, these are going to be 700 bucks and 1000 bucks." But in reality, all the cards that come out are priced at much higher Founders Edition Plus prices. You're actually going to be able to find cards near MSRP tomorrow. I'm not sure how many cards, uh, because there were some issues getting $500 review card samples from various... Uh, GPU manufacturers like <laughs> Nvidia clearly wanted the $500 cards tested. Uh, a lot of them weren't. A lot of the manufacturers manufacturers out there weren't ready to send those out. So I'm not sure how many there will be available tomorrow, but there will be some. So at five, and even at 550, that's not too bad, I guess. Right? At that's, 550, it, I love this card. It's uh, you know across different games, um, an average of nine to thirteen percent <laughs> faster than the GTX 1080 Founders Edition. Uh, in some games that respond really well to async compute, it uh, it's over 20% performance increase. Uh, you know, the EVGA version that I tested is never top 66 degrees, uh, whereas the Founders Edition uh, is 73 degrees or so, which is really good for a Founders Edition part, but that's $600. Deg- $600 so, you know, this EVGA part, I think, is really compelling. What, what does the Founders Edition card look like? Is it a blower style? So, no, it's the same as the other ones, just smaller. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I have it's actually a, really cute. <laughs> I have a question. So is $500 sort of a sweet spot for a high-end card? Um, If the you want really high. fast 1440 gameplay, 500 bucks is a great spot. If you're looking for 60 frames per second 1440 gameplay, like if you have a 60 hertz mm-hmm, monitor, mm-hmm. the GTX 1070, the two-year-old card, is still you know around 350 bucks, and that's still really compelling. But if you're looking in the $500 price range for really fast 1440p, this card, because of its performance increase over the GTX 1080, especially if you have an adaptive sync monitor, you actually can get by with entry-level 4K gaming on it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this trumps the 1080 and Vega 64, I think, especially yeah. with all the promise it has for the future. I mean, we haven't seen Ray Trace games or DLSS and actual games yet, but this will get you in on the ground floor with the 15% performance boost. You can get another five out of easily overclocking it. It'll take you 10 minutes. Uh, it's worth it to me. Uh, so here are the takes from uh, the Internet. Uh, it's been divisive this morning. I've been reading. Really? It. <laughs> well, yeah. at least at least the internet that is joining us, all you uh, all you find people. Uh, Rusty says feels good to know that they can hold on to their uh, 1070. Yep. Uh, and uh, what was it? Uh, David says uh, there you can find a Strix Vegas 64 for three hundred dollars on sale. Just bought one. If uh, you can, if I'm always hesitant to buy used. I'm guessing at that price, a Vega 64 was used. If you can find a Vega 64 at that price, buy it in a second. One of the interesting things, uh, knock-on effects, I think, of this launch, which I didn't really get into in my reviews, but I think I've mentioned it on the show in the past, is that by making the 2070 500 bucks now, NVIDIA kind of made Vega 64 more compelling than it's been in a long time because Vega cards can get paired with a FreeSync monitor, 
And FreeSync doesn't have the premium pricing that G-Sync has. So if you're looking to pick up an adaptive sync monitor, I mean, Vega's back in the game because NVIDIA priced these cards so high. Right. At the same, if you're doing doing a full package yeah. monitor. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think my perspective is from someone who doesn't feel like spending 500 bucks on a graphics car. is like, what? And so I'm looking for something more in, well, as well, cheap not as possible, alone. but you're you know, alone. 300, 350, you yep, know, 1070s are so good. Yep, and, uh, the RX 580s are still great cards these days. You can find them on sale all the time. And we're also coming off of a year where cards were super inflated in Ooh, pricing. Yeah. And so I think that that also kind of hurts for me that, I, yeah, I just, I'm still feeling that hurt. And that's another reason why I don't really. Like five hundred dollars is still kind of painful for me. Uh, a couple questions, Brad. Um, let's okay. see. Uh, Drew is asking, uh, how much slower is the twenty seventy to the ten eighty Ti? Twenty seventy to the ten eighty Ti. Um, so, if you actually want to consistently hit four K sixty ish, maybe toning down some uh, toning down some graphics options, you're still going to want to go for the ten eighty Ti. It is a faster card. Um, I don't have those numbers offhand, but it is measurably faster. Okay. So I think if I'm if if the numbers are right in my head, the 1080 Ti was about 33 percent faster than the 1080, and the 2070 is about 10 to 15 percent faster than the 1080. So huh. okay. I, I would guess that the 1080 Ti is about 15 to 20 percent faster. So uh, get the 1080 Ti. Yeah, you know, seven hundred dollars. If, if you want to spend that much money, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's another hundred, hundred, two hundred, hundred and fifty bucks. So it depends on your budget, what you're looking to do. Really, you <laughs> should always look at resolution because your monitor is actually what you're buying for when you're buying a graphics card. Uh, yeah. And then on um, Nap is saying uh, thoughts on the GTX 1488 edition. Fourteen eighty-eight edition. I thought maybe yeah. it was something I was I not in the know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Right. Gee, so I got one, a one thing that uh, uh, Melissa, I just want to come back to about Melissa talking about the five hundred dollar price point. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing uh, about this whole RTX generation launch has been the prices that these have launched at. Because yeah. like Nvidia wants us to compare the twenty seventy against the ten seventy or the nine seventy, but those cards have traditionally been three to four hundred bucks. This is a five hundred dollar graphics card. I mean, I included the 1070 in my review just to you know just because the numbers match up Mm -hmm. but really price to price it matches a gtx 1080 and it's only about 10 percent faster in performance the rtx 2080 is head for head with the ti and it is kind of disappointing that you know two years later we're not seeing much generational increase for the same price point and that's a bummer yeah uh and the meta view, but I think the way I approach my review is realistically, you know, you know, my graphics card just blew up. I'm looking to go buy a new $500 graphics card. What do I want to buy today? And I think the RTX 2070 is better than all the other options. So real quick, sorry, uh, Ishan uh, is saying uh, a 1070 was essentially a 980 Ti, uh, but the 2070 is essentially a 1080, but and costs more. How, how does that make sense? It's all those uh, RT and Tensor cores and the fact that AMD doesn't have a competitive card. Yeah, nice. they don't have to. Uh, I do. So can we infer any kind of ray tracing performance to Shadow of the Tomb Raiders? I mean, that's enabled now, right? Isn't the ray tracing enabled in Shadows? Nope. No? It is enabled in Windows now, so they can come out. Uh, assuming um, you no have all your files. Have... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> assuming you have all your files. Actually, the, the, After the update. update Still isn't even available publicly yet, although it's still on my computer. So never mind. It will be available whenever Microsoft has <laughs> stopped eating files. But it's in Windows. It's once it's Windows stops eating files, it'll be available. 
Um, but there are no games that have enabled it yet. Shadow of the Tomb Raider looks like it'll probably be the first one because it's already out. That'd be my guess. Battlefield Five comes out next month. That's another candidate. Uh, I'm not surprised that we didn't see it before the launch of these cards, actually, because the 2070 has half as many ray tracing cores and 10 cores as the 2080 Ti. Huh. And we have no idea what that's going to do for yeah. actual in-game performance. Yeah. So if it cuts it in half, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if NVIDIA didn't want that available to benchmark on day one. Hmm. I mean, that, but that's what everybody's fear is. That 20, like 2080 really sort of sort of the base of how you, you know, of what you can run ray tracing at. Everybody sort of thinks 1080 at, you know, 40 frames a second, maybe if you're lucky, 40 to 50. Ten seventies. Nobody knows. Twenty seventies got it. Yeah, nobody, nobody really knows. knows. Nobody knows. I'm not going to speculate because the ones that they showed at uh, the NVIDIA Editor's Day for this at Gamescom, they were all running on a 2080 Ti, but they were all very, very early. Like the majority of developers there had only been using it for a couple of weeks, and they said they had a lot of optimizations left to come. And developers can do all kinds of different, implement it in different ways and use different tricks and stuff. So I think there'll be a variety of performance outputs or whatever results that we'll see and i don't want to speculate on it yet but the fact that the 2070 has half as many cores as the 2080 ti you have to think that's going to make a difference though right i brad i think you also brought up a good point that you're buying your graphics card for your monitor so mm-hmm. unless you have a super high-res monitor that's another reason why you may not really need this card like my monitor at home is a 1080p monitor i'm perfectly happy with it it's nice and fast there is no it doesn't sound like there's any reason for me to get a 2070 let alone a 2080 because no, i can get no. along with another card that that can do 60 frames per second at 1080p no problem and, and a lot of cards can do that and that's the majority of gamers today. If you look at the Steam hardware survey, the vast majority of monitors are 1080p60. You can get by with a you know an RX 570 for that, which is under 200 bucks these yeah. days. So. Well, and, and here's the other thing: if you have a deep uh, you know trove of games that are older games, they don't ray trace, they don't have any future stuff, and you love them, you don't need it for that either. So I'm yep. not dissing the future. The ray tracing stuff looks really intriguing, and I love to see more uses of DirectX 12. This is all good, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but I think there are a lot of users for which this isn't this isn't something they have to rush out and buy yet. Uh, Gordon calls those yeah. legacy gaming. Uh, I le- you know. <laughs> oh, legacy <laughs> call it gaming. Conventional <laughs> rasterized gaming, whatever you want to use. Con- you know, conventional. I mean, if it does take up. Do you think um, uh, people? D- are people because people were just really viscerally angry about 1080 and or 2080 and 2080 Ti, 2070? Yep. Are people pretty like oh okay, pretty happy? Or are they? I think mm-hmm. the overall reaction will be meh. Yeah. I don't think people are going to get as angry with this as they did with the other cards. Yeah. The problem with the 2080 Ti is that yes, it's the fastest graphics card ever. Yes, it can do things and unlock monitors that nothing else could ever do before. But it also costs five hundred dollars more than its predecessor. Like right. Melissa is sitting here saying, "There's no reason most people should buy a five hundred dollar graphics card," and that's absolutely true. And the RX twenty eighty Ti costs five hundred dollars more than its predecessor. Yeah. It was over twelve hundred yeah. bucks. Not to mention, twin- yeah, this, no, I was just going to say, not to mention, there's not a game out to support it. You know, we, we don't know anything about actual benchmarking right. on RTX well, stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I would be happy given the 2080 Ti and Editor's Choice Award just because of how much butt it kicks in traditional games, because Legacy it game. is faster than anything else out there, flat out. The RTX 2080 
is only as fast as the 1080 Ti. And like you said, there are no games out there to use it. And actually, street prices, it's 100 bucks plus more expensive. Is it? 1080 Ti. I yeah. haven't checked on the 2080 uh, price lately, but... I mean, those seven, yeah, it's still you would still say, I mean, I don't want to do all this, relitigate this all over again, but like this 2080, the 1080 prices are just pretty stupid if you ask me what, right now. What happened when the 2080 came out, when we did the show, I said, man, I really wish they would have given it, you know, 10 to 20% more performance so you can justify buying yeah. the card and saying, hey, it's a little bit faster than what came before and I have the promise of this new stuff coming. So you don't feel like you're getting ripped off, like you're spending the same amount of money or a little bit more. Just for the future. That's what you're doing right now with the 2080. Uh, they baked that into the 2070, and that's why I like it so much more, because it's 10 to 20% faster. You know, it's justified. It's a better purchase right now, and the extra stuff is just a cherry on top. Uh, RCF is asking, uh, do you think DLSS will be pretty well implemented when the next RTX season arrives? That totally comes down to developers. Um the initial canned demos that NVIDIA sent us was very promising, and 25, I believe, different games have already signed up to support DLSS, uh, including some big ones like PlayerUnknown's Battleground, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, the dinosaur game Ark Survival Evolved. So there is interest there. I'm kind of surprised that we haven't seen any of those yet, because while ray tracing needs those bits in the Windows 10 October update to unlock, DLSS, in theory, should work now, so hopefully we see them sooner and later. If it winds up being very impressive and it doesn't require much work on the developer end, I mean, why wouldn't it blow up? You know what I mean? But we're going to have to see. Uh, funny note from Bastel uh, says, the RTX cards is like buying a new car with an existing AC not working yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's the promise of AC in the future, you know. <laughs> I was just looking at the prices of, of 1080 cards because I haven't looked in a little while, but they're they're solidly... They, they creep back up. They were You can find cards on sale. Same with the 1080 Ti. You could find them on good sales before the RTX cards launched. Yesterday when I was checking around, the GTX 1080 was back up to 480 for the cheapest one, new. There were some refurbished ones you can oh, buy. Yeah. Cheaper. But the cheapest new ones were 480 bucks. Yep. Earlier this year, we were seeing them for 420 on sale, but that's gone now. They're going to try to get as much money from you, regardless of whether you buy GTX 1080 or RTX 2070. Interesting. I wonder if the uh, it's the vendors uh, up in the prices or the retailers going, oh, now there's there's going to be a run on 10 series cards, so they they just hmm. up the price, you know? Probably a little both. Ooh, Either not? way, you're paying for it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Roboto is asking uh, any word on a 2050 or 2060. Is there anything in the rumor mill? Haven't heard a whisper. And that's got that can't be that can't have ray tracing though. It'll be just probably that'll be GTX, GTX right? I guess. So. Yeah. I wonder if those are just simply they're going to be you know the, the you know the salvage dies where the ones they just shut off all of the the uh, Turing and and ray tracing cores. I wouldn't be surprised if they make less complicated dies for those lower end models because yeah. i mean i think it's no, no, no not saying anything that's not obvious now but with the struggles they've had getting the rtx 2080 ti especially out i mean you're still seeing 2080s sold out pretty often i think it's clear that adding those rt intensive cores make these much much bigger more complicated dies and i think they're having some supply issues so i think if they could just get rid of those and have a cheaper skus gpus uh that only have the CUDA cores with the improved integer pipeline and stuff like that, I think that would be smarter, personally. 
Where do you think the 2060, wherever it's going to be, would come out at, though? I'm kind of wondering just from a price point of view, because everything's kind of crept up now at what 1070 is now 500 bucks, 1080 pricing. So you sort of assume I have it- no idea. I'm not guessing anything at this point for the future. I still think that this RTX series might be a short lived stopover to something next year on seven nanometer. Uh, I think if they do make a GTX 2060 and strip out all the uh, tensor cores and RT cores and stuff, they would have to be price competitive with whatever AMD has at the time. So I think they would be lower than these RTX cards, lower priced. Hmm. But we'll see. It's 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 a real weird launch, man. It is, isn't it? It's just hard <laughs> to figure out. Everything is just kind of off. Everything just doesn't. It just, I just it's yeah. It is crazy to think a 2080 Ti is. Twelve hundred dollars, right? Titan pricing. So yeah, but everything will change if we actually get some games that use ray tracing. Yeah, I and guess. it's awesome. And it's yeah. Who knows? I, it's going to depend on performance, I think, because ray tracing does look awesome. Like it was real cool seeing the reflection in windows and stuff mm-hmm. in the Battlefield demo that I saw at Nvidia Demo Day. But if you're buying a five hundred to thirteen hundred dollar graphics card, are you and you have a four K monitor or a high refresh fourteen forty P, are you gonna be willing to drop resolution down to ten eighty if that's in fact what happens in order to get real time oh, ray tracing? Yeah. Right. So it's gonna depend on performance and that's why I don't uh-huh. want to guess performance or ray tracing yet at this mm-hmm. time. Yeah, that is a weird one too, right? I mean I mean that's what everybody's been saying. Like who's gonna sell for ten eighty P, but maybe it looks so good. So ten eighty if you want to play ray trace 1080 with the ray tracing on might look pretty damn good enough to make that that sacrifice of 4k high frame rate i'm curious to see if they can make their two flagship technologies there like a combo deal i'm not sure if they can because the way real-time ray tracing is handled in real time but uh if they could combine ray tracing and dlss that might be able to help but i'm not familiar enough with all the back-end version of that stuff to make a guess there yeah uh, you know, and you got to say, I mean, as much as everybody's angry, it is the right time to, to, to do the experimenting. I mean, there's no repercussions of screwing one up because what, what are they worried about? AMD showing up with something? They must have fist pumped so hard when Vega 64 came out. <laughs> 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 yes. just, yeah. Did the availability <laughs> of, did Turns they, ago. <laughs> did the pricing and availability on Vega get any better? Is it right now? I haven't, I haven't I've got like, uh, you can, so. you can. It, it comes and goes in waves, usually waves tied to RTX launches. Around the last few RTX launches, uh, you could find Vega cheaper. Right now, I was just checking the Vega 5064, and it's still 570 bucks. So you definitely want to get an RTX 2070 over that. So if you can find one, we found sales for them for MSRP or slightly below. I mean, if you're looking to pair it with a FreeSync monitor, it's still a, still a good price. Right. That's the last hole for them. So, In a way, it, it does allow them to sell more graphics cards at higher prices because we're sitting here saying, well, you don't really need it. So that helps the prices of the last generation cards stay higher because people aren't you know, ditching them for the new graphics True. card. So they can just play this out, keep the new ones around and, until ray tracing comes around and they're making tons of money off of us. Or uh, yeah. Nighthawk says uh, you can buy a console and a TV for that price and you're good. <laughs> sure. Boom. Sure. Done. Yeah. We want to play games everything did line up well for nvidia to take this gamble now though because it is a bummer as a gamer for there not to be great increases over the past two years but really 4k is still super minority 
HDR is still super minority. True. AMD so. isn't really competing on the high end. So if you are going to take the risk and put all this advanced hardware in it and say, hey, now's the time we're going to try for industry, this this is the perfect time, as much as it is a bummer for us gaming fans until it comes around. Well, the low end. I, you know, there really are people, you know, everybody likes to diss people who go out and buy, you know, RTX 2080 Ti cards, but there are a lot of people who build, they just want the absolute best and they want two of them. Mm-hmm. They don't care what it costs. So, I mean, p- people are building Threadripper and they're building Core Xboxes. They're not worried about like, oh, I'm going to put a, tw- a 1060 in this thing. They want, they want something to show off, right? So... There are legitimate people out there like that. If PC gaming's your hobby, buying a $2,000 G-Sync HDR monitor and a 1300-2080 Ti to go with it is a lot cheaper than if your hobby was rebuilding cars or whatever. Yes. A lot cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) Very sure. A lot of crossover. Uh, So have we heard anything from uh, AMD to respond? Do you think it'll happen by the end of the year? You know, what do you think? I don't think, No. I don't think so. I think next year we'll see Davi and seven nanometer parts. Um, there have been rumors the past couple of days of a 590 showing up in some database somewhere, but nothing to compete with these RTX cards on the high end. And we'll have to see about the 590. That's there's the reason we don't cover rumors very often. Well, and Lisa Sue is uh, doing the keynote at, at CES, right? Mm-hmm. It could yeah. be a perfect time to say, hey, listen, we're back in the GPU game. We yeah. were first to, to ray tracing, you know. If they could say, hey, we're the first 7 nanometer CPUs, and hey, we're going to announce the first 7 nanometer consumer GPUs here, too, that could be a mic drop moment. So It could be, and do, people like those big uh, announcements. Do they usually right? stream those? I, I yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, see the Samsung one with Michael Bay, perfect example. <laughs> oh, don't, so buy advice. Don't, book, don't book Michael Bay. <laughs> I remember don't that. watch them. They're so boring. Just wait for a press release if you have to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you Thanks, know. Thanks, Brad. Gordon and I are going to yeah. be stuck there. This could be, <laughs> it could be exciting because, I mean, this will be a, an AMD-focused uh, keynote, right? So, I mean, it could be PC-focused very well. I mean, I'd hope, like, I. oh, my God, if she got up there and talk about drones, people would be like, oh, <laughs> oh no. 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 There would be riots. <laughs> I'm remembering that stream ahead of Vega where they're like, we're going to have big info on Vega from the Capsaicin stream. And Roger Kadori goes out there for an hour and talks, and then at the very end, and here's the big news. Yeah. You know, these Vega GPUs, they're going to be called Radeon Vega. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I, yeah, that's pretty. You good. wonder if it's one of those things where you're down to the wire, like stretch it out. It's like, boy, the card's not here. I, we we're gonna announce it. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, Drew on YouTube makes a good point. Uh, does AMD even need to compete in the high end? The RX 580 is still competitive for the majority of gamers. I would recommend a 570 or 580 for the majority of gamers, to be honest. But. Uh, Compete? And you got to have a high-end product to have mind share. Yeah, I agree. I know AMD has been playing hard for the market share part of it, but mind share, it's not, it's hard to quantify it, but mind share plays into market share. If you're, if your name, if your company name isn't in the headlines, then people just aren't going to think about it as much when they're out there buying an affordable, you know, GPU or CPU or whatever. Yeah, and you gotta, and you. I think it's wrong to take that tack of, hey, we don't care about high end. We're just gonna do low end. That's what got AMD into trouble with doing that ARM stuff, right? Yeah. Was like, oh, we're gonna do ARM and service. Yeah, that went nowhere. That was really all of the success now is because they want to be competing at the high end. You know, with Threadripper and and Zen and these really good cores. 
that. That's it put them back in the game. It's, yep. it's better for everybody. Absolutely. And we want them to compete at the high end. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, the way more... technology, too. If you're not innovating, then eventually you're just going to drown. So Right. And then people forget, like, RX 580 is not RX 580. It's RX 480 with one more number, right? So it's... Yep. It's it's some old parts. Still a good part, good for practical for most people. But if you don't reach for that ring, it, you might just go home. So it's just as old as the GTX 1080, which is still in contention with the RTX 2070. <laughs> is it no 580? Is it no? God, those were both just... at the same May June of that year. God, that's just. Damn. I had to work my kid's birthday and my birthday, so I remember. <sighs> <it. laughs> yeah. Right. Well, you know what? Uh, Dark Titan on YouTube reminded me that, uh, you know, AMD owns the console space, so maybe Lisa Sue goes up at CES and just talks console the whole time, right? Whoa. You know? The yeah, future no. of console. No. That's not going to happen. It's <laughs> consumer electronics, Gordon. Yeah, right? The, the, thing, no, the thing with no. AMD is they will never announce anything about consoles. They always let the partners talk about it. Very You'll true. never. They, Very true. I've asked them questions about... You know, real-time ray tracing and FreeSync support and stuff like that. Is that coming to Xbox, too? You guys make those chips. They always go, you got to ask Sony. you got to ask Microsoft. They're <laughs> never going to make an announcement for their partners. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it'll be, yeah, it'd be good. Oh, yeah. Well, no, you know, the, I think uh, what's going to happen is that uh, uh, Iwata, or no, not Iwata, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto is going to come out on stage and say, hey, listen, the new uh, Nintendo Switch, which used to use NVIDIA hardware, is now going to use AMD hardware, you know. Just kidding. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, think it, I don't think that one's going to happen. <laughs> sorry, this, this just doesn't seem, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> just, just pull in here. All right. Uh, anything else on the uh, on the review? You know, it seems a little. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a good part. Yeah, it really good, is. Good I'm, part, you know? I'm, so you would definitely say twenty seventy over ten eighty. Somebody going to New Egg Amazon five hundred versus five hundred five fifty versus five hundred. I would if you can find a GTX ten eighty on a really good sale like we were seeing earlier this year. If you can get a GTX ten eighty or even a GTX ten seventy Ti for around four hundred bucks, that might make the difference for me. Because the 1070 Ti, they all come factory stock clocked, but you can overclock them right up to 1080 level. So that's kind of a sneaky way to get a good deal. Yeah. If you can get one of those for around 400, maybe a little bit less. I mean, I might be swayed by that. But if you're going out saying, "Hey, I'm going to buy this classic card right now," I think the 10 to 20 percent performance boost uh, and the promise of RTX in the future, which on top of that performance boost, makes it definitely the card to buy. Wow. So Brad can recommend 2070. First. I'm pretty much the only person on the internet, it seems like. Really, everyone else is. A lot of other people complaining about the uh, the uh, the lack of generational performance improvements. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to keep it more focused like here in the real world. Like I agree it's a bummer that it's not 30% faster. But today, if you're buying a $500 graphics card... That's the one you want. Right. Ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, you want to say, like, yeah, we wanted more NVIDIA, but how could you... Would that? Would you tell people to cut their nose off to spite themselves? I, I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> that, that's what I had to think about. That's what I was keeping in mind as I was writing these. Something else that just as a final RTX series wrap up, NVIDIA has an NVIDIA scanner tool, an API that's in the all the most popular uh, overclocking tools. So I love Precision X One. That's just the slickest one to me. Uh, but basically, you press a button that says scan, and it'll go through a voltage curve, figure out the best voltage cur curve and overclocking potential for your particular GPU. Hmm. 
And then at the end, you click apply, and that's got a custom overclock right there. You just press the button, walk away for 20 minutes, come back, hit apply. And you've got an extra 4 to 5% performance. So nice. if you buy an RTX graphics card, even if you don't get into overclocking, do that. Do that. There's a power limit slider. Crank that all the way to the right. Save it. You're good to go. You get an extra 5% on top of whatever RTX graphics card you buy. Huh. It's super easy. Go do it. Nice. Although, remember, overclocking your video card could lead to failure of hardware. Not with this. They say with the scanner, it doesn't. Scanner doesn't really? avoid anything. But yep. even, even so, upping the, the power limit to max does not risk blowing the card up. They'll I didn't say, go well, into that much detail when I was asking questions. <laughs> but but they, okay. these cards are power limited. NVIDIA still has it on lockdown. Just increase the power as much as you can. It's a real slider. Yeah, it's so a real it's, easy slider to move over. There's a, there's a good rubber wall to keep you from really hurting yourself, it sounds like. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Nice. Nice. Okay. Cool. Well, well why don't we Dang. talk about uh, an actual controversy, oh, gosh. shall we? I, is anybody kept up on this? I, the latest thing, this <laughs> is, of course, principal technologies in the Covered center the of time. the storm. We wrote, we talked about it last time. Um, they're just in the middle of the storm with, you know, upcoming launch, no secret core, nine ninety nine hundred K versus everybody else and uh you know they did a bunch of testing that everybody disagreed with the latest they went back to their credit to their credit they did go back and of course this is after steve uh from gamers nexus went down uh did that whole you know 60 minutes uh mike wallace thing with them and (laughs) they came back they went back they retested everything and 2700 x looking a lot better right looking a lot better than it did when you're <laughs> when you're running it as an eight core cpu instead of a a quad core cpu <laughs> surprise yeah so they fixed some of the methodology but not all of it even so no no so although i it. i think it's good though because it really sort of it, it makes you go like oh if they change the ram they change the cooler and all that stuff then then yep. you wouldn't even know what to make of it now it's clear that you know there 90% of the game saw boost from so what, to... uh, we didn't go into detail. So originally, yeah, yeah. Uh, PT compared the 2700X and the 9900K. And the 9900K in some games were seeing 40 or 50% leads over the 2700X. And everyone's like, yo, what the, I mean, that's not, that's not right what's going on. It turns out they were running the Ryzen Mass Utility in game mode, which is intended for Threadripper chips because the way they mix all the dyes together and stuff, not all of them talk directly to the memory. So what it does is cuts off half the cores to just the ones talking directly to memory, which is good for Threadripper. But they were running that on the Ryzen chips. So essentially the 8-core 2700X was turned into a 4-core chip. And that's the reason why they were saying 40 to 50% performance leads for the 9900K. Uh, they retested it now with that turned off, the chip actually running how it's supposed to, and it's looking closer to 10 to 15% now. Yeah. Yeah, depending on the test. And there was a game that did actually get a couple of them that got a little bit slower, but not much. Not enough yep. to really matter. So I it just, uh, I, I got to say, you know, and of, of course everybody's really upset about this. They see this as a uh, trying to tilt scales before the launch, you know, to try to, you know, change perception. A lot of people think it's like related to pre orders. No, nobody's. I think well, I'd. I think it's lame. <laughs> I think yeah. it's lame. I think the orders are lame. But I don't. I think it was not malice. I think it was ignorance, personally. I mean, because PT is like we were saying last time. They're they usually do system integrator level stuff and enterprise stuff, and they're used to Threadripper. They're not used to running game tests on consumer chips. So if they're used to running, you know, game mode on Threadripper, 
I can understand why they. I mean, it literally does say game mode. Uh, uh, Titan yeah, in, in the chat said, "Hey, you know." But you know, I I think you know the reason is I think people were really really sort of like triggered initially, and I agree because before Steve did his interview uh-huh. is game mode uh, plus down clocking the RAM plus you know stock cooler. God, was there something else too? I mean, they were just like so many. Oh, and plus only 1080p gaming. So. Although you, we can discuss that again. So did Principal actually say, gosh, we were wrong? Yeah, yeah. They said, yeah, we, well, they said we're going to go back and test. We didn't know these things, so. They, they said they were wrong with the game mode. Uh-huh. Um, they did not change the coolers, which is another big issue. Yeah. Because they're saying AMD says the 2700X ship with the cooler, that's good enough. So we use that. Uh, and they stuck a high end knock to a cooler on the yep. Intel parts, like seventy mm. bucks. So, so that that makes a big difference because the AMD chip, Intel as well, but the AMD the AMD chip especially is very susceptible to being able to hold higher clocks at cooler temperatures. So it's still not a hundred percent apples to apples test, but the right. fact that it's down to ten or fifteen percent, even with AMD at the cooler disadvantage, is you know. I think good for AMD and maybe not what Intel was looking to have going on the week before this chip launched. Right. Especially after making the, you know, claim of best best gaming CPU. So still has, best though. Has Principled exonerated itself or are we still suspicious about you know whether they're maybe not trying hard enough? It depends who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> commenters will tell you many commenters will tell you one thing. They think it was a conspiracy. Right. Um I personally between watching Steve's interview with the fe- the co-founder and seeing that they did lay out the methodology so well, then they said, oh, we didn't realize that about game mode. We turned on the thing that said it'd be better in games. So <laughs> we'll go back yeah. and turn it off, retest. And they did just republish those. I I think they've exonerated themselves as a company pretty well. Um, I still think the cooler issue is still an issue, but wait for independent reviews anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I think, you know, to, I, I like, I, I can't say anything about performance. Actually, I can't say anything at this point now. So, so I've already started. Testing. Gordon, I can't say anything. Gordon I just said something. nothing, everyone. He, he said, said nothing. Because well, we, before we, before we started testing, He's really good at that. we could guess, I could guess, but now I can't because now it's just, I haven't tested anything. And I think this whole thing was just them shooting them in the foot themselves in the foot, releasing this to begin with, because in my opinion, not knowing anything about Gordon's tests, with just the clock speed and IPC advantages that Intel holds, if they put out an eight-core, sixteen-thread chip that competes, you know, thread and core count with the twenty-seven hundred X, it is going to be the fastest gaming chip in the world. That's that's my hundred percent, not tested, but that's hundred percent what I believe. And this is just a brouhaha of Intel's own making at this point. I think that was unnecessary. I can say this, Brad. I, I, I realize I can say this and remain within the scope of, you know, uh, our embargo. It's very much, it's like Tom Brady. Oh, you know, no. Excellent. No, 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 seriously. Ah. You, you know yeah. Tom You're Brady. You're a Patriots fan here. Come on. You don't wanna... I am, I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm not a Tom Brady I know fan. you're not, but uh, Brad, He's Brad arguably is. the greatest living. Did you see living... that game on Sunday? I no I, I was that on TV I didn't but no arguably the greatest quarterback of our time right easy do you have to go and cheat too do you got to go let the air out of the footballs too right you know you're going to you're going to win you're going to win you're like the greatest quarterback in oh my god and it, probably ever you could argue that I can I I agree that is arguable but do you have to cheat do you have to go and then to take and then to take the the 
the locker room dude and throw him under the bus <laughs> and then have the team bus run him over twice. <laughs> right. I just I actually, so that I is, thought Brady was guilty as all that. You're not going to get a rise out of me, man. But, but I, mean, I agree. I, that's a good analogy. But it's a very good analogy because you knew like, oh, my God, Tom Brady's, you know, he's, he, come on. He, he's got such a great chance. But let's let's let the air out of the ball. Let's let's I don't you know, this sort of it does kind of mess up the slots a little bit. It's sort of like, oh, can't you just get a clean launch without some controversy? But but no. The ironic part to me about all this is that it's over gaming. I mean, if you're going to buy a $500 chip for gaming, you're probably not gaming at 1080p. You're going to be gaming at 1440 or 4K with a higher-end graphics card where the CPU performance is going to matter less. I think the big draw for this is going to be in productivity applications, to be honest. And the fact that they you know, got so much bad PR out of gaming when it's not even really going to apply in the real world in a lot of cases. And the way it was tested is just crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, but they're pushing really hard on the gaming thing because, you know, it's... Because it is going to be the best. It's it's more interesting. No one cares about productivity. Yeah, it doesn't... You don't really get out there and get a stadium full of people cheering at that Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) You don't think like... (laughs) Office sports. Office extreme sports. Watch it run that Excel macro. And I do. I mean, you will you will pry desktop Excel from my cold, dead hands. I don't even like Office 365. Except for Outlook. Outlook, you can get off right now. <laughs> Stop in the bus. Outlook, get out. But yeah, it just it's much sexier to talk about gaming and show the you know the vivid images and everything. And but but what I don't like is that Intel was already leading. With overpriced chips. And so to me, what's interesting is that they've paid, they paid principal technologies to run these tests to try and make it look better. Like, what are you scared of? Yeah, I mean, that's what I think a lot of people are sort of, that's what, again, that's what, it's just like the Brady thing. You don't have to cheat. A lot of yeah. people think they're cheating, but I, I think it's just simply, you know, there's other things that work here, obviously. Because mm-hmm. um, really, there's no really other reason to do this, uh, except as we talked about last time. I think there's somebody from a, I think a venture beat was saying, yeah, he, he thought agreed. He thought he thinks it's a legal obligation. So that they, in order to say it's the world's best gaming CPU. Right, Cause you know, remember yeah. every single claim huh. that they have, there's a lawyer attached. <laughs> and again, this gets down to what, what we said last time, very uh, specifically in, in my interview with, uh, uh Anon at uh, Intel, he said, Hey, I said, this is the, world's fastest gaming cpu he goes oh no it's it's the world's best gaming cpu which is funny because like it's the cutest the best behaved what are they talking about well because legal you know i mean it's lawyers right lawyers are just oh god i just i don't know any lawyers i have no lawyers in the family but they must just be a bummer just (laughs) they just like got to be the biggest bummers in the world right you're like editors man You think so? I just like, you got to think like lawyers are just always the biggest bummers in the planet all the time. It's just like, can't do that. No, don't say that around me. It's like, lawyers and parents. But it's very much like best versus best versus fastest. It will be the fastest gaming CPU, right? And it will be the best. But uh, when you say best, it doesn't mean anything. Best is squirrely. They could say best case. We've got this really cute diamond faceted blue case sure. that makes it the best blue for best right so the just it makes you you know again as somebody was pointing out it makes it seem like it was it, a, a legal obligation to say this but it just it's unfortunate that <laughs> they ran the test everything just you know it, 
it's hard to not, I mean, I, I don't, I'm with you. I don't really think they intentionally did it. I don't think it's a grand conspiracy theory, but damn, it's just like everything going bad. It's like, yep. what are the chances of the memory and the cooler and the, the 1080 and then also, you know, running it in quad channel or quad quad core mode? It's just like, well, here's the other thing. I think Intel has spent several years trying to extricate itself from the PC business, de-emphasizing it, going into servers and drones and all this other stuff. And, oh, yeah, you want a PC chip? Sure, just take this and we'll charge you a lot of money for mm-hmm. it, but we're not going to develop it. And I think we're also frustrated that we're on 14 nanometer plus, 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 yeah. you know, <laughs> at this point. And they're like, oh, and we're not quite ready with the 10 nanometer, so we might run out of chips, actually. So I think I I, I think um, I personally just feel buffeted by Intel. Like, do you love us? Do you hate us? Do you love us? Do you hate us? Yeah. Although I, I think this is a good sign. I mean, that the fact that they're doing pushing so hard, you know, Five yep. gigahertz, that's a, that's a decent clock speed for this thing, right? That is just they've been, smoking. In recent years, since gaming's been getting hot, they've been cutting back on the drone sectors and picking up the PC, yeah. you know, enthusiasm, which which is a good sign, I think. No, and it AMD. is. Ryzen, Ryzen probably uh, pushed them into that a bit, but... <laughs> <laughs> which is good, right? Because you need... Yeah. I mean, that's... They got to focus on what they do best and Ryzen is helping them focus again. Just like, I mean, it's like all over deja vu all over again, right? Just like with the FX 51. I'm going to be really interested to see this review because the reason that a uh, NVIDIA can get array with a $1,200 RTX 2080 Ti is because it doesn't have competition. Um, Intel definitely does at this point. So I'm real curious to see if they can, this $500 is going to be justified. 530 right. bucks. Yeah. Street price list 1KU is 488. So yeah. I, if it actually settles down to 488, it might be a little more compelling, but you still got to add the cooler and everything. Whereas AMD, you yep. get it. But at the same time, Brad, now I'm going to, I'm going to point this out. I love being devil's advocate as everybody likes to point out. But <laughs> if it's so great to get the 2700X with that cooler, that's such mm-hmm. a great deal, right? It's a great, it's a beautiful cooler. It's got RGB, which is the most important thing. Yes. Yep. How is it everybody's complaining about that principal technology using that cooler? Because it's not a similar cooler being used on the Intel one. I'd be fine if it had a 212 Evo or whatever on it. But yeah. to have a Noctua, a big just honking monolith of a heat sink on there, it's right. just It's thumb on fair. the scale, right? It looks like thumb on the scale. Yeah. Which is, I know, I know. I just want to say <laughs> It's just like with 7700K, right? Remember, everybody said, Sky Lake to, to KB Lake, everybody was like, oh, this is just the dumbest CPU ever. Why would you even come out with this? And then I swear to God, three months later, oh, my God, this KB Lake is the best gaming CPU ever. Look how much faster it is than Ryzen. But you said they didn't even need to come out with it three months ago. So I, just... mm, I, I remember you saying that. I still disagree with you. I think I, both things are true. I, I think both were true. It was a ho-hum upgrade, but it still was the fastest one around. Right. I mean, it was KB Lake, but, you know, KB Lake didn't really up the prices. It wasn't, I, I NVIDIA's really sort of stretched, stretched, you know, how far they can go, I think, with this series of cards. I really, that's why I've been saying, I, I think 2080 Ti is, it's like a $1,000, so $1,723 CPU with 10 cores, right? That's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like that inflection yeah, point where you go like, oh, what the hell were you doing? So we'll see. And now you have to choose between the $1,000 phone, the $1,000 graphics card. Everything's a thousand dollars. Is that is that the new five hundred dollars? Is a thousand dollars five hundred dollars? I'm I'm not buying either of them. <laughs> <laughs> really? So no, you're not buying a thousand dollar phone? No, I would never buy a thousand dollar phone. Yeah, I just use my phone for Twitter and Slack and phone calls and texts. 
Well, by, by the time you pay it off over two years, and it's just, I don't know, the whole phone industry, oh my God, you wish somebody would disrupt that stuff. So, but okay, hopefully we can get to uh, whatever. We don't, I don't know if we can say when the reviews go live, but we can definitely Intel say. Intel itself, we, I don't know it? if we can, but Intel itself, in response to uh, Principal Technologies, you know, putting out their revised benchmarks, Intel itself sent out a statement to press saying, they're looking forward to independent reviews on October 19th. Oh, okay. So then we can, we'll see on Friday. If we can hopefully get from till Friday without another controversy popping up, I just don't. <laughs> it's like a soap opera. I'm just kind of like, I just need to pay attention to this one thing. There will always be something. Do we have any questions to clear up? Uh, you know, yeah, we got, a, we got a couple for the this section, and then we'll do uh, just the general section. Uh, so, yeah, if you have questions for just a general AMA, put them in the chat, and please, uh, at PC World, so I can see them, because uh, sometimes it's hard. Um, Timothy on YouTube was asking, uh, do you think Intel would have published these benchmarks in the revised state? I think they saw the old 50% as a freebie, uh, as a freebie and not their fault, since they didn't run the tests. Yeah, I think they would have. I, I think I think there's other obligations going on. So, and what what are you going to do, right? You can't. They can't not pretend. They can't pretend they don't exist. It's going to come out no matter what. So I think they would have done it. Okay. And they're still I, uh, best I, in those numbers. I don't know if they had to publish them to begin with. I I still wish they could have said that and sat on the data. And if they ever got sued, being like, yeah, we you know we got an independent testing house. So I I don't know if they would have published that data if it wasn't so favorable to begin with. Really? Okay. We got a split decision there. Melissa, you got any, any thoughts? <laughs> I, gonna... I, they, they can't pretend those tests don't exist. Right. <laughs> I think they would have gone with it. So, uh, And then the last question for uh, this section. Uh, PT is part of the XPRT group founded by Intel. So they claim 20 years of experience. Uh, do you mm-hmm. think that they weren't told exactly how to test? Well, I mean, again, this gets to the conspiracy thing. Uh, Intel has, remember, Intel's a huge company. They control everything. I mean, USB, uh, PCIe, PCI. There are just so many technologies that came out of Intel. It would be very hard to find anything in the PC industry that at some point Intel probably did not see them to get them started. Whether that is actual proof of them, you know, intentionally saying we need you to make AMD look bad. I, I certainly can't say that for sure. I don't, I don't see anybody can. My response, my thoughts on that is I've seen that as like, you know, you know, I've seen people say that PT is owned a subsidiary of Intel, which one is not true. Uh, Two, PT works for a ton of companies, including AMD. They've done a lot of work for AMD. So, you know, their value lies in being independent testers. Uh, Probably took a little bit of a hit with this fiasco, (laughs) but I don't think they would have accepted uh, and uh, you know a work order or whatever for something that would make them look dishonest that that tells them to stack the deck against a company that they've already done work with for in the past and probably hope to do work with again in the future. Uh, and uh, last comment, friend of the show, Kyle Bennett uh, is here. He says, uh, I would suggest that someone at Intel Marketing did not truly look at the data. I think they dropped the ball intentionally. Maybe they signed the NDA, Kyle. Maybe they signed that NDA so they can talk about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kyle wrote me a check. He wouldn't sign it. I was like, yeah, oh, right? I can't cash it. 
<laughs> imagine imagine being an intel marketing and you hire these people these independent people like yeah, yeah here's your thing you know we saw up to 50 percent gain you'd be like oh great and then just know never to open it you have that <laughs> i didn't they, they're independent we didn't want to double check them <laughs> it is true i mean i yeah i just i have a hard time believing that and i do agree with kyle suddenly they didn't want to look at it too hard but i don't think there's some secret memo somewhere that's on the desk it's just yeah it's just, i agree it, everything is is open to discovery in a lawsuit, so I don't think so. All, I, I my all the mistakes no. that they made, I can see how they made them genuinely. Yeah. As people who don't normally review consumer gaming hardware. Yeah. You know, and on also honestly, everybody made these mistakes when Rising came out too, right? It was like what? It, you know, ten eighty P medium, everybody freaked That's out true. about and then everybody was like yeah, and they're very sensitive to memory. There were just a lot of things. They like made every single mistake everybody made two years ago. So yeah. All right. Well, I have 1080p medium is not a mistake. <laughs> I, no, I agree with you, Brad. I, I do agree with you. But no, we won't. Uh, yeah, we shouldn't do that again. <laughs> yes, uh, we have plenty of questions. So let's get to them. Are we down to get some questions? Yeah. Oh, go, go, go. Uh, yeah. Another riddle on YouTube asks, uh, do you guys think we will get PCIe Gen 5 and DDR5 on consumer boards in 2021? Um, I, I, I never guess three years out. <laughs> we don't even have PCI four yet, so uh, I think t- PCIe four is next year, maybe. So if you're talking about rolling in a PCIe five in 2021, no, I can say that's an absolute no. DDR five, I I don't know, maybe it probably it seems like it's a little close to me, but it's possibility 2021 is reasonable for DDR five, but PCIe five, no way. All right, uh, another one from another riddle. Uh, great question. Uh, do you think the future of gaming will be on Linux? Valve is pushing the Proton compatibility later, layer, and Microsoft is trying to push everything to their store to get a cut. Who will win? If it is, you're talking like 20 years from now. <laughs> Not in the short term. I do love what uh, Steam is doing there. There are a lot of games that just work, like a 1,000 or so games I'll just work on Linux now because Valve hit that switch. But there are many tens of thousands that still don't because it's not as easy as you think because games are built for DirectX and that's a Windows thing. Yeah. So I, I, did someone whisper something? It was me. It was Adam. Yeah. <laughs> there was a Brad's ghost hearing machine. Things. Sorry. Brad's hearing. Things. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> 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 But yeah, I don't I don't foresee it happening anytime soon. However, Linux gaming is looking up, which is great. I'm a you know, I'm a fan of Linux myself, especially after all these continued issues we've been having with Windows updates. Uh, and the more games you can play on there, the better. But I don't think it's going to be the future anytime soon. The future. Yeah, I'm with Brad on that. I, <laughs> I think we're looking at long, long term. And I, I do think uh, Valve's basically they need an escape hatch because you never know when Microsoft is going to like decide to go full on market and basically gut them. Have we even seen iTunes in the in the? I know they said they were going to do a, a a Windows Store version of iTunes. I don't know if that ever ever came out. Because really? I don't remember seeing it. Didn't a year after they announced it? I remember looking and not seeing it then. I'm not sure if it has since then. Right, because I think my fear. I I think Microsoft sees the store as a good way to maintain security, um, of of the applications, but also at the same time, they take their cut. But yeah. the fact that they're letting there's, Apple in there to take a cut with iTunes, maybe there's a chance that we could see this, you know, Steam in there as well, maybe. if the. And I doubt it's going to happen anytime soon. 
something else that's very important to the conversation, I think, is while I think the Xbox Play Anywhere endeavor, the fact that you buy a game in the Windows 10 store, you can play it on your Xbox, vice versa. I think that's awesome. That's great. It's bringing things like Forza to the PC, which is awesome. Uh, but in general, the Windows Store is dumpster fire garbage trash for gamers. <laughs> like it's it's indescribable how amazingly shitty it is. Hey. And I try not to cuss, but it is. And you they've had it for six years now. How, how do you really feel, and, Brad? <laughs> yeah, because in so many ways, we did an article on it. We had someone do an article on it, Doc Buford, a couple years ago, describing like 4,000 words how terrible it is, and nothing has gotten better. It's only gotten worse. I want to buy Forza Horizon 4 because I love the Forza series. I bought Forza Horizon 3 the day it came out on PC. I had so much issues with it, so many issues with it, that I'm just not buying Forza Horizon 4. So I don't think Microsoft is that close to dominating (laughs) PC gaming anytime soon. No, no, they're not going to dominate. Yeah, it is really... I don't know if anybody's... And I can legitimately ask because no one's ever gone into the store for anything, right? <laughs> but I, it basically the quality of it is about three steps lower than the dollar store you go into generally. <laughs> it's just like I'm downloading this app from you know Uzbekistan or something for uh, from to access my Gmail. That doesn't seem legit. But that's all. You, uh, it really we, is. We just, just lost our Uzbeki audience. Uzbeki. Uh, oh, that one developer is like, hey, yeah, thanks for the shout out for my uh, Gmail app. But, hey, this is, it is bad. But I again, I, I do think I, I I applaud Val for, for what they're doing. Right, you got to have an out, and it does. It keeps. It'll keep Microsoft honest if they ever do consider walling Windows off and going full on Apple. They haven't done that yet, but, you know, you can sort of feel it on, on Mac land. But if they ever sort of walled off the prison, then we'd have a place to go for gaming outside. So I think, you know, Valve needs to keep pushing on that. So it's a good yeah. thing. Uh, all right. Brandon that Hall. Touched him, that oh. touched some feelings. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Uh, Brandon Hall says uh, that they are building a Ryzen 1950X gaming slash content creation slash streaming PC for their first build. I'm looking into buying a 2080 Ti. Is that needed for this build? Uh, they they don't mind waiting. Uh, I don't. There's no reason for you, depending on what you're doing. Um, there's no reason that you need a 2080 Ti as far as streaming and playing your games is concerned. You can get by with something cheaper. Um, even the 1080 Ti or 2080 would be great for it for $500 less. Uh, if whatever you're doing needs the extra GPU horsepower to work faster, I mean, it's worthwhile. Depends on what exactly your production is going to be. Okie dokie. Uh, Dark Titan uh, on YouTube. When are you expecting the next gen NVIDIA GPUs? Six or 12 months. <laughs> Not six months, Already. but I wouldn't be surprised if it's next year. I've said that since the minute these were announced. I think there's going to be a hope, hope. Hopefully, I'm right because they are not tremendously better than <laughs> the previous generation. But I expect these to be a short stop gap thing before ten uh, seven nanometer. All right. Um, Halestine uh, says. Uh, they wanted me to tell you, Gordon, uh, that the uh, used MSI 1080 Ti Gaming X is still grow- going strong at 2 gigahertz. They got lucky. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's great. I mean, some people just don't want to roll that dice. If you do, that's that's good. You know, I, I, that's where I am. I, I wouldn't want to roll the dice in $500 or $400 on eBay. Yeah. So it's a tough one. It's You certainly yeah. can't recommend everybody do it, right? So 
No, it's all about your risk factor and what you're willing to gamble. Because, you know, there's a better than 50-50 chance, I think, that the part you get will be just fine. Yeah. I mean, even 75% chance that you'll probably be just fine. But there's a 25% chance that it won't, and I don't want to go through that. I'm just making pulling those numbers out of my butt. But, <laughs> you know, there's a great chance. There's a greater than I'm comfortable with chance buying high-end CPUs and GPUs used. Yeah, I, I'm more so with CPUs I feel a little better because, you know... They weren't, <laughs> they weren't they weren't running at 100% over voltage for for you know 8 months but yeah. I sort of think for video cards a little tougher but you know again we're all it depends on how cheap you are so if you got a 1080 if you're saying roll the dice in $200 uh, I might do it you know I might do it yeah but $400 I'd be a lot no. more comfortable if it was local and you can see it in the system yeah but how would you ever know right you would just never know if it was driven hard so yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard asks, uh, should I go get that Noctua cooler for my 2700X? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was easy. Uh, Those Noctua coolers are great, though, in all honesty. And 27X is, 100X is very responsive to temperatures, right, Gordon? Yeah, definitely. Although, I, I think people are making a little too much of it. It probably depends on the load. More, more so it's like the current like you're just it's just it's just like throat ripper you run into those current limits very quickly with a cpu so yeah but definitely yeah it, i don't know but i like that <laughs> that stock cooler is just awesome with rgb it's got the heat pipes and everything it's yes. a good it's a good cooler it sure is for free yeah. uh joseph asks uh when do you think we'll see a 4k uhd uh 1440 hertz hdr monitor with g-sync or free sync at 32 inches or larger <laughs> Hopefully next year, these first round of uh, FreeSync and G-Sync 4K 144Hz monitors are all 27 inches. Uh, I believe they're all coming from, what is it, AUO, something AUOptronics or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would, that's my one of my biggest complaints with the Predator 27 other G-Sync monitors, HDR monitors, is that they are 27 inches. Because to me, for 4K, you want 32. Hopefully it's coming sooner than later. They're already working on 60-inch monitors, so just meet us in the middle, guys. That 60 is pretty nice. <laughs> uh, just want to say that uh, Andre Andrev in the YouTube chat, if you're going to be an asshole like that, I'm going to ban you, so uh, don't don't say dumb stuff. Uh, hey! <laughs> sorry. Uh, Disney sponsorship! <laughs> uh, Dark Titan is asking, what happened to VR? It faded. It was overhyped to begin with. <laughs> well, yeah, that, it's everybody's job is to overhype it, but I, I think it's still there. I think it's, it's pretty awesome still. You know, it is. It's it, just you need pretty expensive hardware to enjoy it. Right. It'll keep. It's coming. getting a lot more affordable now. Uh, Four hundred bucks with a five hundred dollar ish computer will get you by, uh, which is still very expensive for most people I yeah. know. But it's a lot less than it was to begin with. Um, for me, the issue is more. Like, I have an HTC Vive. Uh, for me, space is an issue. I know for a lot of people, space is an issue. Like, yeah. got to move the coffee table in the living room in order to play it or whatever. Uh, for me, just the fact that it is so isolating mm -hmm. is, is a factor for me. Because then I can't sit there and play games with my kids or, you know, talk to other people in the room in the house and stuff like that. Because you are fully immersed, which is great. 
but it's also kind of dystopian and weird. Yeah. I've discovered using it long term. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Remember when we I played... love it, but it's still really weird. Remember when we played that multiplayer Star Trek game? Yeah. 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 Bridge Bridge yeah. Crew. Yeah. Bridge Crew. So that was the one time that I didn't feel isolated doing sort of virtual reality. Yeah. But no, it's... This is, I still this, love it. These are like first generation devices, practically. So yeah. we're... It, it's it's going to be around. This is not 3D... I mean, if anybody remembers 3D gaming, where it was actually 3D <laughs> panels, it just was not great. This is this is more than that. It'll keep going. So give it. VR is great. If you ever if you have a Vive or an Oculus, if you play, I think it's called the Blue, the B L U, oh, which yeah. is just basically an underwater. There's whales coming by you and stuff. It'll blow your mind. It's awesome. Um, our VR expert Hayden says he thinks continues to think has always thought that the best place for this is like arcades and uh, educational experiences. Like he went to a museum in Cologne. We were over there for Gamescom and they had a VR exhibit where you could actually put the VR headset on and they walked you through old Cologne before it got bombed out. And that's awesome. And stuff like that, I think, is probably going to pick up faster than consumer VR inside the households. Nice. Uh, let's get some rapid fire questions here and then uh, finish it up. Uh, Judo Chidan, uh, do you think uh, that if Huawei or Xiaomi ever get into the U.S. market, they will disrupt the U.S. phone market? This question's for me. Not really a full nerd thing, but uh, no. What? <laughs> the answer is no. They, they sound Chinese. I can't see Americans being. Uh, very just, what are you it talking just about? It just needs a different it's, brand. It just needs brand. In the U.S., it's Pixel, well, iPhone, Samsung. And nobody else. I mean, it's not even Pixel. Pixel's just like such a small yeah, part of the market share. So really, it's just Samsung and iPhone. So. Yeah, but if they Huawei rebranded just as H, right? Well, and you, no. gave, and you got like well, what, they already have Honor. They have Honor. Yeah, yeah, Honor was their U.S. you know brand that was easy to pronounce. I thought that was the uh, budget brand. Well, it's budget, but you know, I mean, it's it, that's where all the money is. So, but like if the, you can't get into the budget market, you're not going to be able to get into the high end. Yeah, that's true. But so, I just I don't know. I think if it were cheap enough, people go for. With the current political climate, I don't think it's going to be something that we need to worry about in the next few years at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to answer that one because I like talking about phones. Uh, (laughs) Damon is asking uh, or saying that uh, Amazon has a 1080 Ti for $760 and a uh, a 2080 for $848. Which should they buy? Turing worth the HDR bump? Looking to game at 4K60 with HDR. You should go to Newegg if you can, because Newegg has much more competitive prices. Uh, but at that HDR, price, at that at that price, that's high. Uh, the there there is an HDR difference with uh, Turing. Uh, if you're using standard HDR four 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 four, it's you know you're not going to see much of a loss in performance with the RTX twenty eighty, whereas you do with Pascal. Uh, I don't know if it's a hundred dollars worth of difference. I mean. If you're talking ten percent at sixty, that's six frames per second. I don't know if I'd spend a hundred bucks for six frames per second, and it's not ten percent. I so. would. I my vote is yes because you've already crossed the line, and I think we've. I've said this many times before. I'm not going to back off from it. You've already crossed that line in the high end. Why are you buying a two year old graphics core <laughs> for fullest price? Right? We're talking about seven sixty, which is like that's that's what the damn thing came out at eighteen. 20 months ago. Go, so. go to Newegg. You can find them a lot cheaper. I think you'll find much better options for both parts there, and you'll have you'd 
much better decisions either way if you go to Newegg if you're in the U.S. You, I'm just saying you don't buy the 2014 Chevy next to the 2015 and pay the 2014 price <laughs> for it. But that's my yeah. on principle. I just can't do it. All right. Couple yeah, more. but if you can go on Newegg and find a $700 1080 Ti and all the 2080s are 100 to 150 bucks more, that's that's different. <laughs> yeah, but you've already yeah okay you, you've already crossed that line. <laughs> yeah. to, to, you can buy an eight hundred dollar video card to brag to people. Uh, Co- oh. <laughs> Cobra nineteen seventy seven says uh, I'm currently using onboard graphics, but want to get a card for around six fifty to seven fifty. Uh, what's that L? Is that pounds? Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, this looks like a little L oh. with a, a line in it. I think it's pounds. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I currently game at fourteen forty p at sixty. Hertz, uh, but want to upgrade to 4K, maybe 60. Which card would you recommend? Wait, what? You're playing? He's playing IGP at IGP right now. Uh, he, he's saying onboard graphics, current gaming at 1440p at 60 Hertz, but they want to upgrade to 4K 60. It sounds like you, if you're using these to game in esports, like League of Legends or Dota or something like that, um, you could get by real good with like an RX 580. Uh, because if you're using IGP to get that kind of frame rates now, it probably is esports or older titles or indie titles or whatever. So I would say a 580 would probably be a good purchase. If you're looking to play uh, modern, you know, cutting edge AAA games in that price range, uh, either the RTX 2070, uh, if you're looking more for the 1440 boost, or if you're looking to really game in 4K more, the 1080 Ti or the RTX 2080. Which we actually have a, a breakdown of those two versus each other on PCWorld.com if you search for it. And it's much more objective than Gordon is. Uh, PCWorld.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Uh, Ishan, uh, with the new 4K, 1440Hz, 10-bit monitor, are we going to get a new DisplayPort version to actually support it at uh, some point soon? Uh, they, the new NVIDIA graphics cards are already ready for the next one. I forget what it's called, like 1.4A or B or something like that. Yeah. But are you saying he is ask or she is asking if it supports 10 bit? Uh, yes. It does. It does up to 98 Hertz. For so, gaming. For gaming. Yes. For gaming. If you're gaming on the GSIC HDR monitors up to 98 Hertz is pure 10 bit. No chroma subsampling. If you go above that, you're either going to have to go to the YCRB, I forget the whole, the other kind of high HDR output, or you're going to have to use Chroma subsampling. But if but you're looking, yeah, if you're looking for 98 hertz of 4K is already good. Yeah. I, but if they're looking for cheap 10 bit support, no, it's not going to happen. You got to buy Quadro for that. All right, a couple more. Uh,. Chivas for live. Uh, what wattage would you recommend for a 9900 9, K and an RTX twenty eighty for power supply? Power supply wattage. I you know it's looking like it's seven seven eight probably. I don't know what the, what's the twenty eighty doing. It's not too bad, right? It's not too bad. If you're going to overclock any of it, go a bit higher. If you're going to overclock those two things, I'd go eight fifty. Yeah, and my general recommendation is to buy more because on really hot days, the output from the power supply does sag, So, if, especially if it's not the greatest power supply. So if you overbuy, then you're going to be good on those really hot days in your case where it might be a lot hotter. So it, it doesn't hurt you to buy too much. It might be a little less efficient, but generally it's better to have more 
But you, I mean, if you were like going cheap, seven fifty probably do it. I think. Yeah. It's funny during the uh, like when Maxwell came out, the nine hundred series cards for Nvidia, and back then when Intel was pushing efficiency over performance gains, like you could get by with a gaming PC with six hundred and fifty watts. But these days, you know, all the companies are starting to put the pedal to the metal a bit more. So I would recommend, you know, 750, 850 for a top end like gaming PC like that these days. Yeah. Yeah. Overclocking makes a huge difference with the GPUs. Like massive. Once you start to overclocking these, you, you see massive differences once you apply those four to five percent performance gains. Yeah. Same thing with CPU. You, you start just really eating into your uh, wattage once you start overclocking everything. Yep. So. I would, yeah, 850s, yeah. you know, of course, brand really matters, too. Don't go out and buy the one that says 850 on it with the sticker. <laughs> they just changed it for you, but. Or the one that comes with your case. Unless you have to. <laughs> you got no choice. Uh, you love it. Uh, two more questions and a comment. Uh, Fragalot on Twitch is ask, uh, saying, I wish NVIDIA would stop installing 3D Vision drivers when I update my drivers. Who uses those anymore? Please make it optional. Yep, I totally agree. Well, I mean, it is, because can't you just say, like, a custom install? Because uh, I think it's only when you do express install that you, it just I'm does not it sure all. that 3D Vision is included in there. Really? Oh, okay. It I might be. It, was it might still, be. Right? Uh-huh. There are, hey, I, I still have a 3D Vision projector somewhere, I think, so it's, you know. <laughs> nice. Express install is always a bad idea. <laughs> it is. They That's put how you get stuff. Cortana. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, an ID, an advertising ID on Windows. I know. Uh, Gaming with War is asking, uh, for, they, they have a first gen Ryzen 1700 that's given them some headaches. Should they wait around for Zen 2 or wait, uh, or should they get a Zen 2 or wait for a 9900K to come down in price? Uh, well, I mean, gosh, I, you're looking at a, an eight core 1700. It feels crazy to, to just, you know, e-waste it or, you know, I guess if you're selling it, but I would Same probably them, just figure out headaches. what the issue is. Well, I yeah. guess I'd want to know what the headache is, problem. you know, you should be able to hopefully solve it, but yeah, you're going from a pretty low cost CPU to $523 plus cooler. So it's not plus motherboard plus motherboard. It's a, if- it's a big leap. Like, like they're saying, if ideally, hopefully you can figure out the issue and it's not the CPU and you can fix whatever the underlying issue is. But if I was in your shoes, I would probably go for the 2700X because your motherboard's already going to be compatible with it and it's going to cost mm. several hundred dollars less. And if you're already happy with what the 700 gives you, 1700 gives you in performance, it's just not stable, then I would think the 2700 or 2700X would be good options. Right. But I also sort of think something a 27 or 1700 really shouldn't have any problems with so figure out what's wrong you could like end up going out and getting a brand new cpu motherboard ram and everything and have the same problem because it's your power supply. well yeah my first question was what did you do to it yeah <laughs> knows what. i would like to know maybe, what the maybe they followed is. the the verges pc build guide oh, oh. Fire. oh. Can't do that. Uh, anyway uh last question from uh I don't know how to say it. Uh, will we ever see a clean shaved bread? No. <laughs> you'll, you'll see me trimmed sometime, like when I have to go to a wedding or something, but that's as close as you're going to get. Actually, I actually have a big old Jay Leno style butt chin underneath here. Nice. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> I just uh. thought it was your brand. <laughs> yeah, man. 
Somebody says you're you're trying to to, to emulate uh, Steve from Gamers Nexus, you know. Oh, I had this going long before. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Go nice. back a year and look at Gamers Nexus video. I was doing this long before he started ignoring beard, Gamers. Beard com- comparison. <laughs> Adam, I was nice. just thinking you'd be great. Um, he's for hire. Everybody wants to know if your high school graduation. Need somebody to call the names out? Adam Patrick Murray <laughs> is available. <laughs> yeah, uh, Adam, come get your diploma. And then you could just see the the principal's going like, "What? This guy can't get any of these right. What's they're spelled out phonetically?" <laughs> Sorry, he's doing it on purpose. No, he just yeah. No, I'm just that, that would be that. awesome though if you like called out the the high school. Yeah, high school hey, graduation. you know what? I I am I am open for that. Uh, come. Email me Adam underscore Patrick underscore Murray at gmail at idg dot com uh, for hire for the high yeah, school. I will show up yes, to yes. your your high school <laughs> and I'm read the names. Add them up for all the mail. Uh, <laughs> join join Smithy. John Smith. <laughs> uh, you know what? There's that uh, Key and Peel episode, the the substitute teacher, where he messes up all yes. the names. A. Oh, Aaron. It? Yes. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> I, supposedly they're making a movie about that or something. Oh, yeah, really? That character. Anyway, it was great. Uh, okay. uh, cool. Let's uh, let's wrap it, up. wrap it up here. Uh, check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Please leave a review every time you do. Adam gets a name wrong. That's where it comes from. <laughs> Send questions and comments to the full nerd at pcworld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. Melissa Rio Frio. Bye. And Adam Patrick Murrah will take us out. <laughs> uh, hey, we'll see you later, Garden Garden. Yeah.